Alright, on our third try of this intro, this is Placate Reality Episode 3. Adam. Hey there. Zach. Zach. Ashton. And Ashton. We're all joined here in the studio and we've got a solid episode coming, so stay tuned. And will. And will. That's true. actually have some news before we dive into today's episode. Um, we just received a season desist letter from <laughs> after only one episode of our podcast. He's very upset and he does not want us to mention his name on the set anymore, as you can probably tell because it was bleeped out. But I'll give you a hint. His name kind of sounds like Shay LaBeouf. So... He does not, we will be not, we will not be mentioning him anymore on this podcast for his safety and for yours. Thank you. Thank you, Ashton. Well done. I didn't even kill him off. No. <laughs> well, he's, hey. he's bald. That's why he's mad. He's <laughs> you said he was controversial. <laughs> Whoa. Clearly. Okay. Hey, we we're, we're not talking about him anymore. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. All right. Today we got some controversial stuff coming. Uh-oh. All right, we're going to be talking about XX Tentacion. Okay, so here's here's the thing I think is really interesting. Every one of us in the room, we've got four people. The other three don't know I want to talk about this topic, but I think that it is legitimately important for people to discuss this stuff. We're all 20 years old, and he was 20. He was killed earlier this month. So XX Tentacion. He's essentially... A, I'm just going to stop you there and say there's three X's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> XXX. Yeah, there we go. True. He's, <laughs> hey, but it's okay. Yeah, that's right. You so should, essentially, you if you want. He's, he's a trap emo rapper, right? I mean, Is yeah, that the best way I to guess describe him? Say that. I would say those are all accurate. I would say alternative trap emo. Yeah. So he started on because SoundCloud. That's yeah. what he refers to himself as that. Oh, he yeah, says I he makes that. alternative music. Yeah. yeah. So he started on SoundCloud and got super popular on there, and now he's extremely popular on Spotify. Like I said earlier, he got shot last week, um, and his death has brought up a lot of the controversy that surrounded him. He's an extremely, extremely controversial figure because of multiple reasons, probably the main one being a lot of the themes that his music talks about, and a big scandal in which he basically consistently abused his girlfriend, who may or may not be pregnant with his child now. Um, I think it's important for people our age to actually be discussing this, and I want your guys' opinions of what it means to listen to him and support him in that way, even if you don't condone what he's done. So I'm, I guess my question is, are you guys okay to listen to him? Is that wrong? Is it okay to even talk about this? Is this supporting his legacy? I mean, <clears throat> that's actually a really good question, and it and it's a weird one because it time has shown with other people, other popular artists who have you know had big scandals, who have been outed, that they will still receive support, whether it's from you know everybody or not everybody, or some people give oh you know I'll support him or I don't support him, but I still listen to his music. For example. 
Um, I used when I was in sixth grade and fifth grade, like a lot of people my age, we listened to Chris Brown all the time. Chris Brown, Rihanna, or sorry, Chris Brown, like T Pain. But yeah, and then there was a Chris Brown and Rihanna scandal, and yeah, Chris I just, Brown was abusive to Rihanna. Yeah, and. And, you know, if you've ever read the detailed report, then you know how serious it got. And he, yeah, he beat he did the trust out of her. Yeah, he tried to kill her, pretty much. And and it's just, you know, awful and horrible to, to read about. But it's, it's weird because, you know, when I listen to his songs, not like I do, but when I hear them, it's... It feels nostalgic for me because it's like, you know, that was a time in my childhood before all that happened. So you have that side of the factor where it's like, well... I'm not, you know, I'm not listening to support him, and I'm not really listening because I don't listen to him at all, but it is kind of funny to go back and, you know, like Kiss Kiss by him and T-Pain was like, I, that used to be my alarm uh, clock for like two yeah. years, so that has a weird space in my brain, you know, so there, I feel like there's a lot of specific occasions where, not saying you can listen, I don't know, it's, a, it's like you said, you know, it's a complex question, and it's weird because it's like, yeah, he made he made a new song. Yeah, like he'll make he makes new songs and he sounds good, but I don't, you know, I listened because it was a feature with him and Lil Dicky, and I was like, oh yeah, like they make his voice sound good and like that's that's how it is. It's enjoyable to listen to, but it's just awful to think about, I guess. Well, one thing I found interesting with this whole thing was um, so uh, it was probably about a month ago. I think Spotify pulled all of X's work from their curated playlists. Mm-hmm. Um, but as that. part of their, like, hateful conduct policy, I think, is what they called it. But it was basically, you know, if we're not going to put these, like, bad dudes music on our playlists, which generate, you know, lots of streams and, by default, lots of money. But um, the I thought, like, his ex's response was interesting, because his, I think, manager or something came out with, like, their response was they posted a list of artists, like, a lot of super famous ones, like... David Bowie and Jimmy Page were on there, like, real, like, icons, and were like, hey, these guys, like, if you're gonna... users? Yeah, and, like, you can't... He's in, like, Dr. Dre, like, he straight up abused, I think, several women. Well, Jimmy Page, like, kidnapped a girl at one point. Yeah. And and it was basically like, hey, if you're gonna, like, do this, you gotta, like, do it across the board, and... Stick to your guns, basically. And even, like, I think Kendrick Lamar came out and said, hey... Um, and his management company came out and said, um, basically threatened to pull their stuff if they didn't put his stuff back on due yeah. to, like, a free speech issue, I think. Mm. So another thing that kind of drives this further is you've got guys like Jimmy Page, right, or David Bowie, these guys that are significantly more mainstream, even though David Bowie is, in most regards, a weirdo, but... XXTentacion, his lyrics are so grating, and they go with so much of that emotional culture of, I guess for a better word, the millennial mindset almost. There's a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of just basically horrible feelings, right? So it seems like there's a bigger uproar because he really grates against a lot of common culture, whereas those other guys didn't. Plus he's this uh, 20-year-old you know, black kid that's essentially he's a punk and he was a punk. (laughs) Yeah. I guess it's interesting because we, even growing up in Utah County, like the widest of widest places, you know, we literally, I mean, I know we all probably glorify Snoop Dogg. We love Snoop. We love, most of us really like gangster rap. (laughs) 
but I don't think we really think about what it's really promoting. Like, the amount of explicitives, vulgarities, horrible things it promotes is baffling. But then when it comes to X's work, all of a sudden it kind of comes to a head where we have to, like, really consider, should we even be listening to this? What do you think, Zach? Uh, I understand both sides of the argument, like, whether, you know, I want to say, you know, keep the music side out of the personal life, yeah. you know, because I'm like, but, but I mean, obviously his lyrics are, you know, explicit in that way, but, and, uh, but, you know, he doesn't, I don't know, so I want to, I suppose I want to say I respect him as an artist, but not especially as a person, but also in interviews. But can I, you do both? Yeah. Is the point. Separating uh, the art from the artist is an age-old dilemma. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, in some ways it kind of reflects the whole Colin Kaepernick NFL thing. Like, does he have a right to interject himself onto the NFL sphere, right? Do we need to consider his moral being in his music? Sorry, keep going, Zach. Um, I don't know. I want to say I can appreciate some of his songs. I can respect him as an artist, not as much as a, as a person. But insert, I mean, you know, I don't want to say everyone makes mistakes, and, you know, because mistakes, I mean, there's different levels, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, his might be bigger than some others. I don't know. But then, uh, you know, so I want to say, I, I don't want to overlook, you know, what he's done in the past. But I want to say, I guess, yeah, I respect him. Yeah. Well, kind of going along with this, an interesting thing I was just thinking about was um, with kind of separating these artists from their work was I was watching the Lord of the Rings with my sister and then right there in the credits at the end was a uh, a credit to Harvey Weinstein and it was just kind of like a gut like oh like right he was the one who like one of the guys who made this happen but you know I it's hard to say that you know you can't discount all of Lord of the Rings because Harvey Weinstein produced it you know yeah yeah that makes sense I guess in some ways, though, Harvey Weinstein's character isn't displayed forefront in yeah, Tolkien's, definitely. right? Like, literally, um, X's work, I mean, he describes the things he's done. He describes how he's feeling all these very morbid things. It's true. Like, so, one of his covers art, a cover art was, like, a picture of, like, this guy that he, like, beat up. Exactly. So It's, it's like a fight of them. It's in, like, in some ways, it's easy to separate an artist from his work, but with X's work, it's so driven by who he is. All right, so we're going to take a quick commercial, and we'll come back and keep the conversation going. Do you live in Utah County? Do you have cows in need of castration? If so, use Diego's Castration Service in Payson, Utah. It's neutered or nothing. All right, welcome back, everyone. So what I want to know now from our three hosts is a 20-year-old guy from Utah who's in school and just kind of chilling in life. What is our real obligation to this? Do we need to do anything about it? Is it the, pro the production companies that needs to do something about it? Is it music critics? Who... Who about would enact change? Yeah. Like the explicit content in his music and his Just lifestyles? the idea or? that you have thousands of people that are supporting this individual that is literally sinister. Well, I don't think it's ethical, really, to do too much, because that's just a free speech kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, but 
Like, but I but I mean free speech entails you can also speak out against it. Yeah, but that should be up to the individual. I don't know well, that's what who I'm needs saying. to get involved. Yeah. Well that's what I'm saying though, is is it do you feel like you have a moral responsibility to be like, wow, this is really messed up that people are glorifying this person with a very irreputable reputation? I mean, I mean we've got we've got sixteen year old kids that are glorifying this criminal. Well, I mean, like we were saying earlier, there's, you know, thousands of examples of, of artists that do the same thing. Not to say that it's, you know, that makes it any less worse or anything like that, but less of a problem with, you know, less of a problem with the people, more of a problem with the music industry, I think, or just celebrities in general, you know, any kind of celebrity, any kind of person with status. I mean, I think, you know, with Hollywood, Hollywood actors or, or anything like that, a lot of those scandals, they'll, they'll pop up in the news, people will be angry for a month, and then they'll forget about it or something yeah, like that, you know? Like James Franco. Or yeah, yeah something, something like that. People Aziz forget about Ansari. It. Yeah, and they move on. And obviously this is a little bit of a different case because he died, and uh, that's going to stir up a lot of talk, and everyone's going to start talking about it because he can't do anything about it anymore. He can't change himself. No, no one can say... His... His time is done, and now everybody's, everybody just wants their pitch on it. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to say, you know, this was fine, this was fine, this was bad. And I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing to listen to people say that. But, you know, we have, the rapper, we have rappers from the 90s, like you said, like, you said, like Biggie and, uh, or sorry, Dr. Dre and other Eminem, people. I think, is a pretty abusive past. I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't done the research, and there's and there's been plenty of like, in all types of like in all types of genres, there was a band called Power Bottom, that was a, like indie alternative group from last year that they were outed. It was a big <clears throat> scandal that I was kind of following through Pitchfork, and they almost immediately had all their music removed from Spotify, and there was a lot of angry protesters about it because people, before they were outed, people enjoyed their music and they made a lot of good music, but obviously now they've, they were outed as, you know, sexual offenders, and or one of them was a sexual offender, and that's where, you know, that's where the controversy lies, and I was thinking about it a second ago, and we have musicians or composers known as, cla you know, known as classics among everybody, household names like Bach and Beethoven and Handel and all those people all back in the day who's to say that you know they didn't have any kind of deviant lifestyles or abuses and what would that change now if if there was something that were to come up now because yeah. because there are their name is already so well established you get what I'm saying it's yeah, it's a it. tricky question and it's hard I don't I don't know if there is a right answer and I don't know what it is because it Seems like everybody's answer is different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let me ask this question directly for Zach. So, uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, this is all paraphrasing with very basic research, but he essentially it was the free speech idea against Spotify. Spotify is a private company that literally has every right to deny someone in that way, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, is it free speech? Can you really say it's free speech if it's a 
company that says we don't feel comfortable with this. Even, you know, it's almost like in a really extreme and more morally reputable version of like the Chick-fil-A thing, right? The Chick-fil-A owners are like, we don't like the whole, not, not necessarily gay community, but like that lifestyle, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Zach, your thoughts? Uh, so your question is, what do I think about Kendrick Lamar saying to Spotify, put his music back on, or, or yeah, I'm taking my the music free off? free speech conversation, because Spotify has every right as a private company. Yeah. And Kendrick Lamar has every right to take his music off as a private individual with rights to his music. I think that... Uh, I think Kendrick Lamar thinks that X is a talented musician and an artist. And he... Some of his ideas that he has, you know, implemented or has thought about and stuff, you know, they really are creative and he is really kind of... I mean, you know, what, I mean, whether he's a good or bad influence, he's still very, very influential. And... Uh, you know, so I think that, you know, he recognized, because Kendrick Lamar obviously is a very, you know, powerful, influential person. And so he recognizes, hey, you have a voice and, you know, like people will listen to what you have to say. And, you know, because like, sure, a lot of his songs are, you know, explicit or violent or whatever, but there are some that aren't so much like that. Absolutely. And so I think that maybe he, I mean, and like even the songs that are, you know, abrasive and stuff. They have a lot of energy and power in them. And so I think he's recognizing that in an artistic sense. And I think that's what he was talking about. I mean, you know, if you if you asked him, hey, do you agree with him, you know, beating women, he's gonna say no. But Yeah. So I think he's looking at it as an artist. An artist to an artist, I think. Gotcha. I think that is it I think the reason it's a tricky question is when you have a person like him who's a very popular person of influence especially among high school like high school age people and above and below how do you discredit all you know if we're kind of talking about the bad things he did and how do you it's hard to discredit all the bad things that he did and without I don't know it's hard to say this is he's only had a bad influence you know because obviously he's had a lot of like with the song jocelyn flores flores i think that was a great song and i think it had a good message mm -hmm. and it was i mean it was sad and it was heartbreaking but his effect that it's had on people is there has been a lot of positive effect and um like a rip a drippling of a rippling effect through that and it's like how can you it's hard to discredit a positive influence because they did something bad, I guess. Yeah, well, I and guess... That's, I think that's the tricky part. In some ways, it's kind of like, what's the net worth of an individual as far as, like... <laughs> I mean, how they how they affect people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would say that his net is very negative, and I guess some people would say his net's positive. Mm -hmm. um, I've got one more question. This one's directly for Adam, and then we'll wrap up. So, an individual like LeBron James, extremely famous, extremely well-known, he's spoken out politically, um, socially about multiple things. And at the Oscars and other things like that where you've got, you know, high-level famous individuals feeling like they should speak out, do you feel like these people have an obligation? Do you feel like these people have any more uh, ability to speak out? Because sometimes when I listen to the Oscars, I think, why do I care what this person says? Like, I don't want to hear Sandra Bullock profess something to me. Like, she literally doesn't... 
her opinion is no more important to me than another person on the street. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think that when you have the kind of influence that these people do, um, I think it's admirable what they that they speak out, honestly, because at the end of the day, they're just trying to use that influence that they know they have to make what they perceive like the world a better place kind of thing. And so even if you disagree with them, I think it's a noble pursuit. I think that really there's no like bad motives with any of this. Like everybody's just trying to, you know, use their influence for yeah. what they deem is right and ethical, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. I've, I guess my last question on the thought is kind of uh, a sum of what we've been talking about and what we've been trying to avoid is how in the future, how can this be avoided? How can someone, you know, with, with a popular position, I don't know, how can, how can they be less glorified, I guess, if they're bad influence or how can, how can musicians in the, in the industry in general, just how can this be avoided? You, you know, can. <laughs> and it's and, uh, exactly, you can't, but it's like, there's so many, and, and not even on a whole basis, like, in the, in the case of X, this specific cause, you know, the stuff he did to his girlfriend or the stuff he did to the guy in the prison, like, how could that have been avoided? And I remember I was watching a YouTube video about him, and it was talking about his early life, and it's just like, there's so many factors that you can't even take into account. Like, he, I'm pretty sure, based on this video that I saw, it said his father wasn't around when he was young, and it's like, could his father have made a difference, you know? Not saying not trying to take the blame off of him because he's obviously held accountable for all of his actions. But for him personally, in this case, there's, I feel like there's so many factors that, you know, something like this could have been prevented. Kind of could bring to light what a person with a because how do you get to the point? upbringing may have experienced. Cause how do you, yeah. How do you get to the point where you're doing that? You have increased sympathy for some of the stuff they've you know, done. A, yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's hard to say I don't, you know, sympathy, I guess, understanding. You know, none of us know his... None of us even know him personally, on a personal level. Well, I do. Us, just kidding. <laughs> All right. Yeah, none of us know him, and it's just... You know, things things like that are, in my opinion, interesting to think about. Yeah. So, All right. You know, that kind of situation. This has been episode three of Placate Reality. I hit the stop button, baby. Mm -hmm.